Hello everybody, Rambo here for another week of news from New Eden. Is it a turf war? A huge war breaking out with many alliances involved. I talk with Alan, a player who is disabled and manages to play Eve Echoes. Welcome to Echoes of New Eden. So last week's episode with Ella brought a lot of people to his corp, with some requesting the loot credit system sheet, others reached him for diplomatic matters, people coming to him uh, asking for the stories, as well as pilots applying to join the corp. It's great that so many people have the similar interests. Thank you all for reaching out to him. In other news, huge alliances are at war with each other. We got Win in the North. Gen, Pantheon, MC, and QC in the south and southwest, and the southern allies in the east and southeast. Between them all, there's hundreds of corporations involved. I've lost count. I really have yet to know exactly why they're at war. I reached out to some of the Alliance CEOs, and I'm working on getting some of those interviews about the matter. Stay tuned for that. And also big news today that Pew has left Mercenary Coalition. Uh, reasons vary, it seems, but they couldn't agree on the future in the Coalition. Numbers are being posted. About 70% of MC has left. Now, there are two sides to every story, so please, if an MC or Pew member would like to be on the show, we could probably make that happen. It looks like the devs released some sneak peek images of uh, the valentine's day event skins surprisingly they don't look too bad and also eve echoes finally released in japan so welcome your fellow japanese pilots this week a pilot reached out to me to tell me about one of his friends that plays this game he goes by the name of alan He's 44 and disabled with very limited mobility, and yet he has found a home in New Eden. This was his first interview he has ever done, so he was a bit shy and straight to the point. But he did well. Let's check it out. This week, I'm talking with Alan. How's it going, Alan? All right. Thank you for asking. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm 44 years old. Um, I live in the U.S. And I have a disability. So you, you play Eve. What brought you to Eve? Well, with my disability and everything, I lost all of my hobbies I used to do. And my girlfriend encouraged me to, to find a new hobby that I could do that I would enjoy without being able to close my hands. And I came across Eve Echoes. And that's how it all started for me. So this is, so Eve Echoes is the first um, Eve experience for you then? Yes. So you haven't played at all any Eve Online? <laughs> well, I've tried to um, recently, but my laptop won't let me. Plus, I find it more difficult because of my disability too. So. so you talk about your disability. How are you disabled? Well, from C2 to C5 in my neck is completely messed up on my left side. Plus, I've got a bone coming towards my throat. Nobody knows how long I've got with that. 
I have 68 uh, nerves that are torn completely half in my back, and I got 69 muscles uh, in my back that are torn in half. Plus, I had a stroke seven years, uh, 12, 13 years ago, and I had seven of them in one day. Wow. So you're basically disabled from the neck down. You can Pretty use much your hands. Like, yeah, I can, use, I can move my fingers and my hands all right. It just, it's difficult to play Echo sometimes. Most of the time, actually, it is, but I try not to complain nothing about it. I just try to learn a better way to deal with it. So how do you play Echoes? Well, I cannot hold nothing in my hand. My phone's on the table. I had, the biggest problem I have in Echo since I don't have feeling in my hands and my arms and legs, is that I don't know how, I can't tell. I, sometimes I'm not pressing hard enough on the, the, um, the smartphone itself. That's why a lot of times I lose ships because I'm not quick enough because I can't find, I'm not putting enough pressure sometimes. That's what makes it difficult. So how did all this happen to you? Oh, well, you, you'd said this, uh, the, it started with the strokes, right? So since, yeah. since then. Goes, well, it actually went back from my back and stuff in my neck. It actually goes a lot further back. It goes all the way back in my childhood because I was mistreated most of my life. So that's how pretty much my injury started. So have you always played games? Well, no, not really. This is, um, this is the first time for me really getting into it. I started back and. Uh, I got my phone back in 2014, 2015, something like that. I tried to play some games back then. I couldn't get into them because I had too much of a difficulty uh, difficulty playing them. Not that. So. so do you have like a, a special phone that you play on or is this some special setup that you play on? Everything on my phone is voice activated. Say if I, for example, I fall on my chair, my phone magically called 911. It would tell the law enforcement within three feet where I'm at by itself. So how do you play the game? I use my voice commands to open the game itself. When the game's open, I can't use my voice no more, so I have to try to use my fingers best I can. So what do you like about Eve Echoes? Well, as long as I can remember, I was always fascinated about space itself. What could be out there, what could be different, stuff like that. And it's like, you know, it's over 8,000 galaxies. It gives you a good uh, open world to understand how things actually work and what difference can you make and how things work from the ground up. That's why I really enjoy about it. One thing I like about it is just the, yeah. And I'm also very big into space and extrasolar planets and, uh, you know, just in astronomy in general and playing this game lets you live that a little bit. It gets, it expands your imagination. Absolutely. Quite a bit, actually. So what do you like to do in the game? Well, um, I'm mostly in a mining and um, building, a mining and industry, I should say. But yeah, that's what I mostly do. Because I can't really do PvP because I'm not quick enough with my hands. And like I said, I can lose a lot of shots because of it. Because a lot of people who have their tablet or their phone in their hands and they just can do what they can. With me, I just, like I said, I just don't know if I'm pushing the buttons hard enough sometimes because they don't even rush or sometimes because I'm not pressing hard enough. Right. Since I can't feel what I'm doing. And there's also people that play this game on PC using emulators, and the mouse clicks can be just as fast or quicker. I, I use one on my PC. It's, it's all right. I have to play it on low graphics, but it works. <laughs> well, I just found out my laptop does not have a graphics card in it or a video card. Well, <laughs> that'll make it difficult to play this game. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just looking. I'm just going to try to find a way to get me a new laptop. and. With the graphics card and a video card. Yeah, try it out. Uh, all characters on a, a PC that can potentially 
provide you an extra income is pretty nice. Uh, sometimes you can mine, mine on one and do something else on the other, and have a you know a lot of people play the game like that. It's, and then they, I mean, they pay for two accounts, they're able to do it. That's perfectly fine. So talk a little bit about the social aspect. Uh, now you you talk a lot with your corporation and maybe some members of your alliance and. What do they think about you playing this game with a disability? Uh, you know your interactions with them. How does that? How does that play out? Well, when I first told people that I had a disability that I couldn't close my hands or have any feelings, they kind of were shocked and they didn't know what to say at first. And but everything worked out pretty good of its own, and I met some really good people that's actually still teaching me about the game still to this day. And so it's. Uh, I'm still trying to learn certain things, and and I just talk to people when I can. Yeah, that's definitely good. Uh, now, me also being a player that has never played Eve Online, a lot of this stuff to me is you know new, uh, a new update that comes out, and I'm like, okay, I have no idea what that is. But people that have been playing Eve Online for 15 years like oh great you know we're we're expecting this and this isn't going to be good and there's just going to be issues after it yeah it's it's good in a way to be vanilla like that where uh the game's not ruined for you yet you know you're still learning you're still learning and you have people around you that help you play this game and that's just fascinating and even today um I, I was helping another player i was describing to them what fast tackle meant because they didn't know uh, what what that term meant i don't even know what that term means <laughs> fast tackles using uh webs and scrams and quick locking mechanisms to stop people from warping away okay so it's a it's a tactic to yeah basically destroy other ships in pvp <laughs> so uh, one thing that i like to do in this game and actually more so recently is in my system I've my PVP is more so home base safety is uh, I I am constantly hanging around just near the miners, uh, you know, chatting and I'll just if if neutrals come in or reds come in, then I'll hunt them just within the system. I, I probably won't even chase them. Uh, for a few jumps i'll just stay in my little area and that's my pvp is i'll hunt the people that are in my system in my home and believe it or not i get actually quite a bit of kills <laughs> <laughs> so uh but i used to be i suppose i used to be uh a miner uh but after i've basically built all the ships that i now currently have uh, I haven't had the need to mine. And so because I'm pretty much maxed out, I'm T8. And uh, because there's no T9 blueprints out there yet, I don't really have anything that I want to build yet. So I haven't mined in a few weeks, actually. So wow. that's 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 mainly what I do nowadays is I, I just stick around home and I PvP when I can and do some PvE with my corp and, and uh, just have fun that way. It's a great time. With my corporation alliance, I really do appreciate for everything they've done and to help me understand, especially a real good friend of mine. Um, he's done a real great job to help me. He helped me more than a lot of people have. 
And I, so I'm grateful that he goes beyond and, and beyond to help me. I really appreciate it. Because if I have any questions, I ask him and he answers it. Is this our mutual friend that uh, <laughs> brought you into contact with me? Yes, it is. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, tell us about him. Uh, what has he done for you? Well, when I first started my corporation, uh, they had a mining event going on. And I, that was the first time I did voice consult with them. And we hit it off. And we talked for quite a while that day. And we hit it off ever since. And he understood what I was coming from. And, and he, he said it was, was, was kind of neat to see someone with a disability actually trying to play the game because he's never seen that done. And it actually really touched his heart on that. And we've been talking ever since about it. And like, what other things has he he done for you? Did he supply your ships? Has he, you know, is are you? Did he invite you to join his alliance? Did they uh, help your well, corp out? My corp and their alliance, they they work with each other hand in hand. So that's how that all got started. Anyway, it's like my corp corp is part of them, part of the alliance itself, and basically, you know, that's how it went. Which is beneficial because there's, there's, he does a great job, and I really do appreciate what he does. And he, since I'm, I'm in about 13 hours, I'm going to be hitting T7. Um, he had got me set up with a uh, retriever, actually. There you go. Yeah, retrievers make mining so much better. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Well, uh, talk talk a little bit about the social aspect, and you you know you're describing you, you you've talked to uh, your your friend, and you know you've developed this great relationship through the game. Uh, you you both love the game, enjoy the gameplay, you enjoy each other's company, uh, as well as other court members. They talk about the social aspect of this game uh, to you, and maybe to even other disabled players. Well. In my life, usually I'm judged by my disability because that's what people see. And that's why I don't have any friends really in my personal life, in my in my real life, and in my, in my, where I live at. And if that goes itself, it gives you that opportunity to make friends that can actually you explain something they actually truly understand. And there's, you know, you know they're not uh, telling you what you want to hear, basically. So that makes it really nice because you can branch out and make friends through the game than what you would you wouldn't you have a disability in your personal life that you can't make itself. That's what I like about the, the social aspect, because it's easier to make friends without people judging you. That's what I like about it. Yeah, it's definitely good to have. The best advice I can give people with disabilities, don't let people tell you what you can't do. If you want to play a game like this, it's if I can do it, you can do it. It's, it's not that hard. You just got to find the right corporation, the right alliance that can actually help you work with it. Just don't lie, you know, just tell them up front that you have a disability, what it is, and they will work with you on it. And don't be afraid to ask for help. And that's what they're there for. Yeah, it's um, it may be a learning curve to get used to things, but you got, you know, you you can actually learn how. To, there's certain things in the game that you can learn to help set you up with. If you got a uh, tablet's got a stand or got a phone that's got a stand, and you can't hold your phone, that's how you play it. Then you make sure your phone or tablet's on its on a stand and work it from there. Awesome. So you had recently contacted CCP and potentially working with them up to about making the game more accessible. Can you talk about that or is that kind of on the down low? One thing I can say about it, I sent them a message about my disability and see if they can develop something that will help people with a disability like mine to play the game. For example, like using your voice or something like that. But that's pretty much all I can say at the moment. 
So do you have any fascinating stories that you'd like to share with your Eve experience? Well, I just got to pay attention more of the game because a lot of times the enemy snake on me, I don't even because I can't act quick enough like most people to defend themselves. That's why I got to learn to, the new, I've, I'm trying to develop a new strategy to have to keep my ship safe without losing it. So I'm, I'm not, not figure a good idea yet on that since I can't tell how much pressure is on the string on the screen that I hit. So I take it you're mining in a Venture 3? <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Right. I lost one. Venture, uh, Venture two, uh, 1 and Venture 2, I lost 4 or 5 of them already. Venture 3, I lost 2. Need to keep an eye on local. That's number one rule. Well, I keep an eye. Uh, that's, what, that's one thing I'm looking, look, figuring out in the local, because I know it has some marks with your alliances, your, your corporations are sometimes... You don't catch it really quick because they come in so quick. You don't even know what what how you even got in there. So I'm learning how to use local and plus what the alliance and the corporation is talking about. That's the best defense I have. Right. And sometimes I'm not quick enough to defend myself on that because it happens too quick. Yeah, uh, keeping yourself up to date with the alliance chat and where other members spot, and just knowing where you are too. So in a, in your in your star system, you know you got the names of all the stars. Of course, you know your star name that you're mining in currently, but it's definitely good to know, especially like your neighboring stars that are one or two jumps away. Somebody that says, hey, this name is in this star system and they and they link it in the chat. And you can you, you just think, oh, oh, that's two jumps away. I might need to watch out for that guy. Right. And then you check right. local. So. Another thing about the game is, I don't know how many people know about this, I'm not sure if you know about it, but in the local, when you have the list up of all the people, you can minimize the names so they appear smaller rather than the larger. If you scroll all the way down, the players that enter the system, basically the newest players within the system, always appear at the bottom. Okay, that's what so it, if, if you're watching local and you're scrolled basically... If you just open local, it's it starts at the top. And what you need to do is you actually just need to scroll all the way to the bottom and watch the players that end up on the very bottom of the list. Those players either logged in, so you'll have corp or alliance members within your star system that appear there, right? But others that come in from another star system that jump in, they will appear there. And so you all you have to do is watch the bottom of that list and be like, oh, okay, that guy's in neutral, time to dock up or cloak up, you know, go invisible if you need to. Uh, right. And that that has saved me so many times when I was mining. I wasn't aware of that, so thank you very much for letting me know that. <laughs> and, it, and, you know, that goes to our listeners, too. If they didn't know about that, um, it, yeah, it just, it makes makes mining more safe right of course mining in olsec is never a hundred percent safe you, you know you, you can have gate camps you can have a uh, hundred people within one star system people that want to pvp will find a way to do it and they will find find you one way or another and they will kill you <laughs> whether a response team goes after them or not that's that that's how they get off that's what they want right um but at the end of the day you lost the ship and you're bummed and you have to get another ship you know to replace it to continue doing what you want to do either you're selling ore to the corp or you're building your own ships that's one thing that i do and actually i 
I sell ore to the corp too. So <laughs> I do, I, I did both of the, uh, both of that. So, um, yeah, it's just a good tip. I'm going back to what you said. I, I use, I put my discord on my laptop while I'm using my phone inside the game and I watch everything. I watch everything they post, like what's in 10 report, what's on Intel and stuff like that. What's coming and what's going. I keep watching that. Then I, when I realize it's getting something very serious, I just, mo, mo, then I dock my ship. It's not very often I lose one. It's one in a blue moon. But right. Use, it happens once in a while. And, and I'm the same way as uh, I play the game on my tablet and either I'm on my PC and I'll use Discord through my PC or on my phone. Uh, I'm pretty much always available, right? So um, if people ever need to message me or whatever, I'm, I'm able to help them through Discord. But even then, I think just getting the base, the knowledge of your star system, uh, in, in, even... Even then, when I first moved into the constellation that I'm in now, I printed out a sheet of paper of just my star system, and that's it. And it, it, it had just the dots. It didn't have the names. And so I ended up just comparing it with a game, and I wrote down all the star names. Oh, this is that name. Oh, that's this is that name. Okay, there's NPC station here and here and here. You know, get get familiar with that, and then... When somebody calls out a star system, you're like, oh, okay, I know where that is. That's six jumps away from me. You know, I might not have to worry about that. Or you can actually tell in what direction that the enemy is going if there's like a Y, right? And it's like they can split off. They can go into a star system that maybe is going toward you. And then you can expect to attack that way, right? Or if you find out that they're going a different direction, then you don't have to be so alert. Um, that's just, that's one thing I learned early about in this game, uh, especially my, while mining <laughs> is, you know, know your escape route, know your area. And I have actually never lost a retriever. I've lost a couple ventures, but, um, I, my very first retriever, I still own. <laughs> See, when I, when I, when my corp made me a member of their corporation, they did send me a map and I studied every day. Sometimes I still, I still, there's sometimes I get confused with it, but I'm still learning from it. Right. <clears throat> and, and one thing that I found that was really easy was just finding out where the NPC stations are. Sometimes there's, I know in huge constellations, there's like one NPC station and then the rest is all gibberish, you know? Uh, but there's other constellations where they have like three NPC stations um, on one star, it seems like. So, uh, or more, right? Jita has like 11. <laughs> There's one on every planet. Uh, that That's, yeah. If you get the main... It's, okay, so say like the star that you mine in. You know the name of that system by off the top of your head, right? Right. That's a good start, right? So if, if your corporation has a base there or a citadel or if there's an NPC station there, you're already set there, right? So all you have to do is just expand that knowledge a little bit more. Um, another another good tip is to know your route to high sec. Uh, I don't know how often you go to high sec, but the the stars between you and the nearest low sec gate is typically the most dangerous, right? When you're when you're trying to transport ships or materials to go take the high sec to sell there can be gate camps on those low sec gates 
uh, into NullSec or vice versa. And so you'd have to know like the security of that, whether or not there's a gate camp there, uh, whether they call it a pipeline, whether there's gate camps along the pipeline, uh, whether there's just hostiles in general, which is good, uh, good to know. There's also a way around that, too. If you're going to go from, for example, you're going to go from high sack to null sack or vice versa, there's a way to do it, too, without losing that shit. I did find that secret out. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely piloting tactics to be able to get around bubble camps. Uh, you, you could still take a T4. Uh, I don't know if they're T4s, but like a magnet covert ops uh, you get those sneaky snakes that come into bubbles and then cloak right away and then they're able to afterburn out of the bubble and then warp away. It's They are really quick and they, they've been doing it a while and <laughs> they're able to get away. Not everybody's that quick though. But then right. you got the T8 interceptors and those are immune to bubbles and those will just fly right through. Which is nice actually. I have one of those. <laughs> so is there anything uh, else that you don't want to talk about? I just want to, I just want to encourage people with disabilities or no disabilities to play the game. It's really fun. It's a really easy way to meet people to make friends. And it's friends that, like I've made, that you never forget. Corporations work well together, so there's alliance. You, as long as you, all your alliance and your, corpora- your corporation works with alliance, you're going to be just fine. They will help, any questions that you have, they'll help you with it. Don't be afraid to ask. And it's good to be in a corporation that's like that, very helpful. Uh, I wouldn't say family orientated, um, but they people treat each other like family, right? They respect each other. They all have that common liking of the game, and so that that's what makes that community so fun. If you were part of a corporation that was very individualistic, uh, they could care less about other people. You know, they just want to rat or PvP by themselves. You know, that's okay that's how they play the game but it doesn't benefit you you know personally as a player to have fun in that way right right but that's uh that's i'm i could agree with that because that's that's how my corp is is they're very family oriented uh everybody treats each other with respect we have people from around the world um and even then with me doing this podcast i talk to people from around the world and it's awesome and you know, just uh, hear what they have to say, uh, get their perception of the game, you know, figure out what they like to do. And, and one thing in my corporation is we have a, a nice to meet you section. And uh, what they do is, you know, they tell them, they tell each other, they tell the corp basically a little bit about themselves personally outside the game. So, you know, whether they have dogs or they're married, their real names, stuff like that, what they do for work. And that even opens up more doors to gain an even better relationship with your court mates. And then, in fact, just make it, it makes the game that much more fun because then you're logging into, you're not just logging into uh, random online people. You're logging in to play with actual friends, people that you can actually talk to and not be judged and have a great time with. That is so true. You have any uh, closing thoughts or any shout-outs? Um, I just want to say thanks for. I just want to tell my corporation and my alliance and my coalition thank you very much for helping with what you guys helped me with, and I appreciate it. It goes a long way. And I also want to say thank you for my good friend for helping me and getting me in contact with you. Also, awesome, Alan. Well, I wish the best 
uh, gameplay for you. And, uh, you know, when you hit T7, you're going to rock that retriever. Go choose some rocks. And thank you for being on my show. You're welcome. So I continued to chat with Alan for about another hour or an hour and a half after the interview. Gave him some more tips. Heck, he even taught me a few things I didn't know. I hope to have him on once again. Also, if you'd like to reach Alan and talk to him, DM him. I'll post his Discord username in the show description. He had, he did agree. He did allow me to uh, be able to post his name in the description so people can reach him. He is part of the Eve Echoes official Discord, so you'll be able to search him through there. All right, well, that wraps it up for this week's show. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you're a fan of the show, please stop by Echoes of New Eden Discord and say hi. I like to hear feedback about the show, good or bad, let me know. If you'd like to check out more Eve Echoes news, check out Echoes from the Front on YouTube. A link to his channel will be in the description. If you have any questions or want to be guest on the show, please contact me on Discord. I'll link my Discord in the description. Well, that's it for this week. Until next time, fly safe.